Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. On today's episode, we talk about the Roth five-year clock. It's actually a forever clock once you get it going, but Gregory will explain all that coming up. In the meantime, you have a download waiting for you on this topic. Complimentary. Go to GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 67. This is episode 67, so GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 67. Let's do Steve in Cleveland. You're on Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Is this Cleveland, Mississippi or Cleveland, Ohio? Or which Cleveland are we talking about? That's uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome to the show. How can we help you? Okay. Uh, I am a federal worker. I have a thrift savings plan. Outside, I also have a regular IRA. Uh, what I'm interested in is um, I make well more than enough money uh, annually so that I cannot open a um, Roth IRA, or actually that's what I'm asking about. How can I open a Roth IRA so that I have it open at least five years before I retire? Uh, my plan is to roll my money out of, or transfer my money out of the thrift savings plan, the portion that is the Roth TSP into a Roth IRA and the regular TSP into my regular IRA. Okay, back in your company plans, do you have Roth money? Yes, I'm. Uh, it, it's the federal thrift savings plan. I, I have Roth money in that. Okay, and how long have you had money there as well? No, I, I've been a federal employee since 2005. So. Okay, but how long have you been contributing to a Roth account in that? Set, uh, well, it, to the Roth. TSP, at least seven years now. Okay. What, a, a, a couple things in mind there. You, you have a higher protection levels on your assets if you keep that separated from contribution plans. Uh, you really don't need to open a, just to have a dormant Roth account. Uh, you don't need to have that set up. You're, you're beyond the five-year rule anyhow because of what you've done in the plan. With that said, you don't have to have just a dormant account open. You cannot make contributions because of your level of income. Do you have any IRAs in your name outside of your company plans? I, I have a private, a regular IRA uh, with pre-tax money. I haven't contributed that since I've been contributing to thrift savings plan. Yeah. Uh, again, I, what, what I understand is with the Roth IRA, if I do transfer the money when I retire into it, I'll have to wait an additional five years before I can withdraw money out of that tax-free. That's uh, not really the case on that. Uh, what is your age now, Steve? I'm 58. 58. And uh, the issue is, is for the portion that has grown, the only thing you're going to really have an issue with is the pre is pre 59 and a half and a 10% early withdrawal penalty, but not, you know, the contribution amounts are not penalized or tax coming out of that. It is the tax deferred growth on that. And you're past the five-year rule. So that's not going to negate doing so. Can I circle back around to your IRA, kind of what's the ballpark value of that IRA that you have? Uh, about 30000 Okay. Have you uh, something to consider? How much longer do you plan to work? Uh, 
just about five years. Okay. One of the ideas here is depending on where margin is and, and what you think about future tax rates, maybe look at converting that 30000 to a Roth. And then you can do contributions and create a backdoor Roth contribution to that account so you can start getting more money into that outside of your plan. You ever thought about that? Yeah, well, that that's, that's I was looking at that option as well, and that was the closest I was coming um, to having this. Because, again, my, my goal is to take out the pre-tax and then the Roth uh, TSP funds and roll them into separate IRAs, then have a little more choice on how I choose to distribute uh, on there. But, um, yeah, I, I, that's, I guess I could look at that. Uh, that would probably make more sense there. I wasn't sure if I could somehow open a Roth account and start the clock now to have it open for five years, you know, yeah. with, with a separate yeah, you're, small deposit. And, yeah. The five-year rule would have to fall under if you're doing contributions to an account. And, and once you hit that five-year clock, it takes care of all money going forward. But you already have established that clock with the money inside the company plans there. But I think one of the ideas to explore is perhaps, and not all at once, but strategically converting at 30000 to a Roth, then you can add money to a traditional non-deductible IRA and then flip that money, do a Roth conversion of that money over to the Roth account. And that's basically considered the backdoor Roth. And it makes that work well. You can't do that backdoor Roth without converting that 30000 to a Roth. Number of thoughts, but real quick here on doing a Roth conversion. Each conversion has a five-year rule, meaning You've got to leave the money in there for five years and beyond and to age 59 and a half. Then it makes it to qualified accounts. So there's no early withdrawal penalties and no taxable distributions. Now, I also told him that he didn't have to worry about the clock. So we're going to clarify why I told him he didn't have to worry about the clock. So let's say, uh, let's refer to this as kind of Roth IRA timing rule. So, uh, James at age 65 made salary deferrals to a 401k designated Roth for the past four years. However, James does not have a Roth IRA outside the plan. James retires and immediately rolls over his 401k into a new traditional IRA and the designated Roth money into a sparkling new Roth IRA that he just opened to accept the rollover. So, At age 65, four years of Roth 401k contributions have been made. Roth 401k funds are rolled over into a new Roth IRA, no previous Roth IRAs. So the question is, one year after the rollover, will James have access to the earnings in his Roth IRA tax and penalty free? The answer is no. Even though he funded the designated Roth 401k for four years and was in a Roth IRA for one year, James must wait the full five years applicable to the Roth IRA. The earnings from the Roth 401k assume the five-year clock of his new Roth IRA. So we'll follow up with this question. 
What if James had waited one more year before rolling over his designated Roth 401k plan into his new Roth IRA? Would that have made a difference? And the answer is yes, it absolutely would make a difference. Waiting a year would have made the rollover a qualified distribution age 59 and a half and met the five-year clock within the plan. Even though the Roth IRA was brand new, the entire designated Roth balance would have been a qualified distribution and come over as a 100% basis. So he essentially on that block of money has the forever five-year clock squared away. Two parts. It was five years in the 401k and he is over age 59 and a half when he rolled it. And it's just important to understand regarding the five-year clock. And another question he, he had asked on that call that we are kind of reviewing from Saturday's show. Yeah, we do a Saturday show from 10 to 1. That's live financial talk radio as well. Every Saturday. We do that for you besides weeknights at 7 here for an hour every evening. But he was concerned about his clock and wanting to open an account, but he couldn't make a contribution because of income. That's one reason I opened up the discussion about converting perhaps that 30000 if there was margin in his tax brackets to do that uh, this year or strategically over the next few years. But you know, once he would get that completed, then he would have an opportunity for the backdoor Roth where he does a contribution to an IRA and then converts it over to a Roth. And he could do, if he's over 50, and I believe he was, he could do that 7,000 every year that way. Now, as far as once again, on, on that setting up that account, he can open the account, but Opening a Roth account does not start the clock. But if he added a contribution, let's say $100, and let $100 set there, that gets the clock, the forever clock started, and he just simply needs five years to pass. Once you've created a five-year clock, you're done, even if you do subsequent conversions and contributions added to it, say, in the second five-year period because he got the clock started. So it's kind of two worlds of clocks. He has the clock started in his 401k, and that completes a qualified rollover, which if he moved that to the account, that works and has a continuous clock already put in place. But you, you just have to be aware of what's the core thing about Roths. That money has to be there at age 59 and a half, and it has to be there for five years, meaning that account, and, and it could have been somewhere in your past that you started the clock. So you could have started it 20 years ago, put $100 in, let it set, then do that conversion, and, and it wasn't a qualified conversion, but you rolled it over, and then the, you completed the clock there. But the, once the clock has started and reaches five years, you have a forever clock established. And if you have Roth IRA questions, and look, one of the opportunities we have out there is Roth conversions, strategic Roth conversions. And you know what's the problem with Roth conversions? Yeah, it's the tax bite. Ouch. 
Because when you do those conversions, you got to pay taxes on all that, or at on least the amount made. that you can the conversion amount. And uh, you used to have this phrase word we called recharacterization. What that meant in the past is you could undo the Roth conversion the following year, as uh, long as you had not filed your tax return. So essentially up to October 15th, you could unwind that. But there's no such thing as a recharacterization anymore. So once you do a Roth conversion, it is done. You created a taxable event. And that's always when it's tax time, that's when people typically would kind of get upset over that. And one of the ways is don't bite off more than you can chew. You know, we've all heard that phrase. Well, that means don't convert more then you're, you can afford to pay the tax bill on. And, and one of the concepts is strategically doing Roth conversions. And then, like, how much margin do you have in your tax bracket? I don't want you bouncing into another tax bracket because you've done a Roth conversion. So that is something to consider there as, as well. And I've got a download for you that might help you on that conversation. It's gregoryricks.com slash too much, T-O-O much, too much. And if you're looking at how can I create tax efficiency, I, you know, I, look, I've seen this done where somebody strategically over years have basically converted all of their money and created a tax-free retirement. You know, how about a zero tax retirement? That would be the ultimate goal. I kind of think of you know, we, we have three worlds of taxes. You have your pre-tax. You can put everything in your 401k, just fill it up every year and let it grow deferred. And when you pull that, start taking money out in those retirement days in the future, what's going to happen? Those distributions will be taxed as ordinary income. And that's not completely a bad thing because you got to grow this money tax deferred, and you put away the money pre-tax. So it is an awesome thing, but do you want all of your money in retirement taxed as ordinary income? If you have a choice, would you or would you not? I would not want it all taxed as ordinary income. I would want some of my money going into a Roth or to do Roth conversions. Why? Because that money does not on distributions on qualified distributions, meaning it's you've solved the five-year clock, you're beyond 59 and a half. So it come it distributions from the Roth are tax exempt. It's tax free, not going to show up on the 1040. So imagine if half your money was in a pre-tax 401k and the other half of your assets in retirement, and you take out a uh, 4% distribution from each account. So how much money of your is being taxed of your income? Only half. So good way to go. The other world is creating a step-up basis as you go. So paying tax bills as you go on after-tax accounts, I'll refer to that as a not a qualified account, meaning non-qualified. So we can pay taxes as we go, create a step-up basis. And when you're taking money out of that, you could well not be taxed at all. So imagine, okay, one world of distributions, pre-tax, one would be taxed as ordinary income. Another world is Roth money. I'm not going to be taxed 
at all because it's tax-free. It's a qualified distribution. And then on my step-up basis or after-tax accounts, I may not be taxed much because I've paid taxes along the way. I could still earn some interest and all and be taxed on that, but it's not like all the the whole distribution I'm taking is being taxed. So it's something to think about when you're creating that to create more to be more efficient with the distributions of your income and have proper analysis and planning going forward to do that. I love doing that stuff. Well, I know it's not a secret, but it feels like a secret. Another tax tip I hear you throwing out on this show that people, you can just see the light bulb come on over their head when they call in is the NUA. When you talk about how to get stocks out of a qualified plan and because while we're on the subject of smooth little tax rules here. Yeah, not net unrealized appreciation inside of a rollover as well. So you have to look at that. There's so many little nuances out there that create opportunities to create tax efficiency. It's just rollovers are another thing like pre, uh, if you have, a, I'll just define it this way because I go and use the tax rule name instead. Look, if you've got a really old 401k, it's been around a long time, but Regardless of age, one of the things you look for in a rollover when you're moving it from that job account to a rollover IRA, if you have company stock in there, there's a chance for creating efficiency with net unrealized appreciation where you can move company stock outside of the plan at a tax discount, maybe based on when you purchased it. The other thing you have to look for, are there after tax dollars in the account. You don't want those to roll over into the traditional IRA account. Then it comes, here's a fun word, pro rata. That's how you take distributions. What does that mean? Well, you take some of the after-tax dollars and you take mostly pre-tax dollars with it. It's like, uh, think about having, gosh, I didn't want you to put cream in the coffee. Well, now the cream's in, how do you get it out? A sip at a time. That's pro rata. Think about it that way. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today, learning a little bit about the five-year rule on Ross and learning how that clock can be a forever clock. Another reminder that you have a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 67. gregoryricks.com slash podcast 67. Yeah, if you're needing help on something like investment planning, estate planning, you know, the guided planning system that we do is uh, income planning. Just start with a 15-minute conversation, 504-832-9200, gregoryricks.com. Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Gregory Ricks & Associates is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provide by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates.